Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And today it's just the two of us to speak about a game called Stars Die. Woohoo! Today we're talking about a game called Stars Die, a walking simulator and cosmic horror mix? I don't, I don't know. Oh, what do you think? Oh, hell yeah. A cosmic horror walking simulator, I guess you could call it. Um, this was a game developed by a single developer named Eric Juvie, or Hoovy. Sorry if I mispronounce it right now. And he started it back in sometime in 2018. He did an initial release to HIO in the end of January in 2020. And it was released to Steam in the beginning of December of that year. So there wasn't a whole lot of information about the game itself or the development beyond that that i could find so i just reached out to him directly to kind of get a little bit more context for the game if you're interested in that that'll be in our show notes for this episode i would highly recommend because he's a very fascinating developer and uh, and a huge huge thank you to eric for answering chandler's questions it was a fascinating read yes absolutely a huge thanks to being such an open dev yes especially for such such an interesting game Mm-hmm. Kind of the main thing about Stars Die is being in a walking simulator where you're not the center of the story, with an asterisk, I would say. Mm-hmm. One of the th- main things that Eric did was go through and have all of the story arcs, because there's a number of people that you'll interact with that will have a set path almost. But you can debate with them or argue with them or just say, screw it all, I'm walking away. Or you could just ignore them completely. So he kind of took inspiration from like Bioshock, System Shock, Deus Ex, Arcs Fatalis, those style games. But he wanted to kind of make the point that if it's just a walking and talking simulator like this Star Sty is, you could still have an engaging game. And my God, did he nail it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I ended up spending like nine hours playing this game, which is far more than I really expected to. Like over half of that was just hunting for collectibles <laughs> in this game. So <laughs> t- make of that what you will. <laughs> ah, yes, those delicious collectibles. Yeah. The most holy of holies. Right? It amuses me to no end that the collectibles are just pictures of a bunny and they're called the sacred images of Denis. It is glorious. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, so that's kind of like the general idea of the game. I don't think there's a whole lot of mechanics that we could really talk about besides it's a first-person walking simulator in the same vein as Gone Home, right? Yeah, yeah, you, you talk to people and that's that's basically it. Mechanically, not real complex. Story-wise, very complex. <laughs> yes, yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Why don't we go over that? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, this is a hard one to talk about story because it is so short. And I think that everybody should give this game a shot. You know, it's it's like maybe 45 minutes to an hour to play through to one of the many endings that it contains. Each ending is tied to a character. But uh, to give you kind of an idea as the game begins, you play as a woman named Dubovsky who is recording sort of a, an audio log that implies that she had uh, run away from something. 
that there's some disaster and she was supposed to be doing something about it and ended up leaving, which has earned her the ire of perhaps all of humanity or what is left of it. But she has to do something. And taking her boat, she goes to a island that has suddenly appeared and she feels drawn to it, compelled to be there. And this island is a living thing. And a team of scientists and their one guard have been sent there to study this new phenomena to see if it is related to the whole, uh, which is this sort of cosmic disaster that is has happened slash is happening to the Earth and killing millions, uh, as well as just, you know, generally destroying the planet. But the scientists are there on the island to see if this island has something to do with the whole, or if it's something else, if it can be harnessed against the whole, or what, what's going on with it. And uh, that's where Dubovsky finds herself at the beginning of the game. And then she's free to explore and talk to these people and see what's up. And that's about where I'll leave it, because after that point, it's like super spoilers. Yeah. Super spoiler time. <laughs> yeah you'll we have a common thing where we say if you're interested in this game go play it and then come back and listen to the rest yeah. of it and mm -hmm. because this game is so short and because this game is basically all story mm -hmm. this is going to be spoiler town so yeah if you are interested in it if you're interested in cosmic horror or kind of the philosophy of dealing with the end of the world I, I would say especially if you're a cosmic horror fan of any stripe you should check this out i think the whole game just treats cosmic horror really well it's it's got a lot if you like the books annihilation or rosewater you will probably like this game as well and if you're not familiar with those two books and you like cosmic horror you should also read them but that's a story for another time <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a this is a game that you really need to play through and experience at least once. If it's even remotely interesting, the game is $5 on Steam. If you mm -hmm. don't have $5, the dev it does actually give an opportunity to play it. So the really the cost of entry isn't very high for this game, and it is absolutely worth a playthrough. Also, if you picked up the uh, Racial Justice bundle on itch.io over the summer, uh, it's also in that. So that's another place you can find it potentially to play. Please play it. Yes. <laughs> this is a very strong recommendation. Oh, please. And and then come back and listen to us talk about it. Like, you know, there will be spoilers. Like this train is going to Spoilerville. <laughs> but please play the game first and then come with us to Spoilerville because then it won't be Spoilerville. It'll be fun talking about games time. Ville. <laughs> I, I feel like that got a little mangled, but. It's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really weird story. Like, even after playing through all four, five endings, you don't really have a super clear picture of what happened, like most cosmic mm -hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the idea that the whole is this big, bad thing that happened, which, you know, it swallowed all of Europe, I think one of the characters says... Yeah, they reference the crater in Europe, uh, and you can see that from uh, the moon in one of the other endings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little spoiler there. You do travel to the moon. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah d- don't worry. The moon's going to come up a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but beyond, like, the hole appearing and then, like, the weird flower thing in the sky, you don't really get an idea of, like, anything that yeah. comes up beyond that. Yeah, and there, and it and there's sort of an inconsistency of like how many different entities are involved in what's going on or are converging upon Earth, which is kind of neat, but also just, you know, if you're trying to make sense of the story and put it in a linear narrative format, you're not it's not going to work. Um just don't try. <laughs> the, the game actively discourages you. <laughs> yeah, yes, the game actively discourages you from trying to make sense of it and think about it too hard, which I think is great because I think it is really easy to try and think too hard of it and like and especially like me where I'm like, "Oh, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, I I want to know, like, where did these beings come from? What do they want? What are they doing? Like, are they all different beings? Like, is the island related to the whole? Like, is the rela- is the island related to those that came before? Like, you know, how are they related? Is the moon thing related? Or is that something completely different? Like, you know, what what's going on? Uh, I want to make sense of that. But sometimes... You don't get to make sense of things, which is also a hallmark of cosmic horror. You just can't know these things. Yeah. You don't matter. You're not the center of the story. <laughs> like, you are now one of those red shirts that's going to die. Yeah. Enjoy. Except without the death thing. There's, despite being in the <laughs> horror genre, this game doesn't have any jump scares or chase scenes or anything like that. It's literally just a walking simulator. You walk around. You see things, it's super creepy, and it makes you think about the unknowable and drives you mad. Yeah, it makes you feel kind of uncomfortable at points because, you know, what what does this mean? What does it mean to be human? What would it mean to not be human? What does it mean to put your trust in beings that were never human? (laughs) What is it to put your trust into the coral thing that turned pangolins into veiny, (laughs) happy things? yeah <laughs> i i don't this text abstraction of petting the pangolin gives me great joy yeah. nice <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line that was so good you do actually pet a pangolin in this game but that's one of the secret endings at least mm-hmm. i would consider dabowski's ending specifically yeah. a secret ending i yeah i i believe that before the Steam release, where there was a secret, secret ending added, uh, Dubovsky's ending was the, was the secret ending. There's four characters on the island besides you. There's Rig, who is a scientist with history of psychological issues, I think. Not really sure. Either that or she studied them. Yeah, there's that little piece of evidence. And I thought that it was a report that she wrote about someone else. But See, uh, I interpreted it as the report that she just had from like an, a psych evaluation. Yeah, but it was like talking about patient 1-1 and then it was signed her name. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Is how I read it. Uh, Eric, if you're listening to this. You can clarify, or you cannot clarify if you don't want to. Either way, you can laugh. <laughs> you can laugh at us trying to interpret this. It's <laughs> I, f- I feel like we're going to be uh, touching madness here and not really figuring out a whole lot. Just oh yeah, it there. 
Oh yeah, we've we've already seen madness, but yes, it, she. I I interpreted it as a uh, as a report that she had filled out on someone in another study, but you know, just by the way that the lines laid out. But uh, it could have been a report of her own that she kept. I think honestly, I think you could interpret it either way, and it's still valid with her character and what happened. When you first meet her, she's talking as if you're someone else. Well, she's she's facing away from you, and you approach her, and she's talking to something that is not there. It gives a plausible deniability, because probably just out of earshot is uh, another character named... Ingugi. Ingugi. I forget what his first name was. Abe. Abe uh, Ingugi. Yeah. Abe's probably just outside of earshot, like, working on something. So, plausibly, she could try to be addressing him, but... It doesn't really sound like it from the context. At least that's how I interpreted it. I didn't even think she was speaking to anyone else because it definitely sounded like one half of a conversation that you weren't hearing the other half. Mm. Uh, the the way the lines came out. Again, that was just my interpretation going up to her that I thought she was talking to somebody who wasn't there because there's sort of this, she says this, well, I sure hope you're right or something. Uh, right before she's, you know, you're like, who are you talking to? Like you get the dialogue opens and you see those lines and then you get to choose your response uh, or how you address her. And at that point you could say, who are you talking to? Uh, or I can't remember what the other options are, but uh, Hi, there's the who are you talking to uh, option. There's a, a number of ways that you could address anybody in this game. And they range from being absolutely oblivious and like innocent to fuck you i'm out of here yeah you definitely do the mass effect like you know uh paragon and renegade options like <laughs> there's like the really nice option and then there's like a few like questions and a few neutral options and then there's like complete fucking asshole yeah. uh, there's that one point where um you can just skip a whole scene by you know coming up hearing the first two bits of dialogue and being like I don't know what you're talking about and I don't care. I'm out. Fuck you. And <laughs> and everyone in the scene is like, you just came here to say that? Well, fuck you. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> And they are salty the entire walk to the next moment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very helpful for speed running if you're trying to get other endings, but uh, it is kind of a weird... Because, <laughs> yeah, it is totally seems like this woman just walks in like... God, you guys are just talking about nonsense. I don't care. Fuck you. And then just walk out. Like, why did you even show up then? <laughs> right? Dabowski certainly has a uh, fire and ice personality. Just the way she was written. Yeah. Well, it is interesting because the way that your your dialogue options is you can kind of play her however you want. And what's really, really fascinating about that to me is the first time you play, you have no idea what's going on the whole opening where she's talking into her recorder is really ambiguous and so when you get to the island you can kind of choose how she reacts to things based on how you're feeling like you have no information about how this character ought to be reacting to stuff so she can be you know curious you know wanting to help she can be completely like dickish and don't care or she can just be confused the whole time and that's really cool because then once you get some other information towards the end of the the story like you find out that Dubovsky is what is called the deserter, 
Uh, She's referred to that in the tabloids and in the news that she was chosen to go to the hole, like many people are, apparently, to try and find a way to stop it. Question mark. Who knows? Everybody dies. But she went, but she defected and she left. And so she's called the deserter. And a couple of the scientists knew from the beginning that's who she was, uh, but she had kept it a secret. So this is a surprise to the player, but you can choose how Dubovsky reacts to that, which all isn't necessarily denial, but you can kind of choose how she reacts to this information based on yourself. And then, of course, when you run through again, you can actually you know, moderate how you think that character would react, that you know, she's left the whole. She didn't do what she was supposed to do because she felt there had to be another way. So maybe she reacts differently a second playthrough. And I thought that that was really cool because he's, you know, the developer's not shoehorning you into what this character ought to be. You get to choose. Like, there is no script, really, for this character, uh, which then funnels into the endings and and, and how you choose, like, what ending that you choose. Which actually kind of brought up another funny point was I thought my first playthrough that the boat I arrived on was out of gas because of the uh, dialogue tree. Cause like, yeah, you can walk around and just say, Hey, I'm out of gas. Can I borrow some? Like, I thought that was yep. like, wait, well, <laughs> you got here on a boat. It's not out of gas. Is it? I'm assuming it is. Cause Dabrowski's asking for gas. Why would this character lie about needing gas? Like, yeah. like it was a complete red herring and it threw me off the first time I played. I was like, I'm just looking for, for gas to get out of here and nobody's giving me gas. They're all being jerks about it too. No, that was just me playing Dabowski as a complete like <laughs> deceiver. For like yep. looking back at it, she was just blowing yep. smoke up everyone's ass. Like, yeah, because that's yeah. crazy. And it's so cool how like once you've you've finished the game and you've gotten an ending, when if when you start it over and you read Dubovsky's opening lines again, what she's saying into her recorder, the meaning completely changes with what you know. Like you said, like, oh, you've been playing her as, like, the arch-deceiver this whole time, just wandering around asking for gas, when really, <laughs> there's another reason she's there. Yeah, it it didn't even cross my mind that you can actually just get back onto the boat and leave. It's not out of gas at all. That was a whole context yeah. that I was missing until, like, playing this for far yeah. too long, to be honest. I love how you get on the boat to leave. And it just drops you to the menu. It's just like, bye, that's it. Like, yeah. this isn't actually an ending. <laughs> yeah, no ending for you. <laughs> you, you. You don't want to play the game? Fine. Don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that said, characters, the other characters, so, uh, you know, you play as Dubovsky. We've already talked about Rig, that there's something, there's something off with Rig. Uh, she seems friendly enough, but... Mm. Uh, we've also mentioned Abe Nungugi, who is uh, sort of the medical officer on this thing. And he suffered a great tragedy. Like, he basically has no friends and no family. Well, his only friend seems to be Dr. Rigg. Yeah. Uh, they they knew each other briefly beforehand, and she helped get him on the team. Uh, but otherwise, he basically lost everything. So his only friend is really Dr. Rigg, and his only colleagues is this team, are this team, rather. And then there's Eldridge, who is the uh, 
I would force. say the heavy of the team, but that's not right because uh, you know he's there as security detail, but uh, he doesn't want to be there at all. And he's completely superfluous. <laughs> yeah, he's he's sort of there to. At first, it seems like he's there to be the horror story foil. Like he's the only one who really knows what's going on. Uh, and like really understands that you need to get out of there and that what you're doing is going to bring doom on everybody. But that's not really the case. No. Um, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but Dr. Miyazawa is the other character. She's sort of the team lead of these scientists. Um, and she is a true believer uh, in the new union, uh, which is what they call the governing body of what is left of humanity. And uh, she's she's pretty intense. That's a light way of putting say. it. Yeah, yeah, she's she's intense. Um, she's she is here for a reason, and she is going to she's going to succeed at what she's doing. Like there is failure is not an option. Yeah, she's she'll figure it out, hell or high water, and uh, her ending is interesting because of that. Yeah, she's definitely there for a reason, and she already has all the preconceived notions of why she's there and how to fix it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know the answer like Riggs thinks she does, but Miyazawa definitely knows that the answer lies with the island in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. That being said, like she's still investigating and looking around as opposed to Rig, who isn't so much like Riggs pretty much already Feels like she knows the answer. At least that she thinks she knows the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Miyazawa's like, that's not the answer. There's another reason, and we need to investigate it. Yeah, very strange. The story begins with Dabowski basically coming to this island on a boat. Um, the first person that she encounters is Eldridge, the man in a gas mask on the beach, and he's pretty brusque with her. And basically says, go see Miyazawa. And depending on what you say to him, um, he can be either brusque or downright rude, meeting kind with kind, so to speak. When you get up to the main base, which like the research base that's set up at the top of the plateau, you can run into Miyazawa in the base itself and she'll say oh hi nice to meet you um you'll probably want to go talk with Riggs, or with rig or you can just walk straight to rig i mean the well i think she says that you need to go talk to ingugi right where oh doesn't she want you to get a, a medical exam from ingugi yeah yeah that that's what it was yeah she tells you to go to ingugi but you can actually just walk directly over to Ngugi directly and talk to him if you want or ignore any of or all of this but um once you go talk to Ngugi he's like oh yeah come meet me in the in the, la in the lab in the lab and yeah. i'll do a uh, physical on you yeah yeah we'll do a medical exam just come find me in in my part of the base yeah and then he's like well before going there go talk to rick um and then rig basically says i certainly hope this works and you're like what <laughs> And then she's like, oh, you're here or something like that. And come, uh, I want to talk to you in the lab, but go get the physical done first. They're really insistent on that physical, which uh -huh. 
when you go back and talk to Ngugi in the med bay, he basically says, oh, okay, well, I'll need a blood test. And you can either fight it or accept it or walk away because walk away is always an option in this game, amusingly enough. (laughs) But if you do take the blood test, it shows that you were at the whole event and you only have so long to live before you're dead. Yeah. The the whole has some sort of effect that causes, I mean, you can liken it to radiation, basically. It's like you get sick and you die if you're exposed to the whole. And what Ingugi finds is that you are infected. And yeah, you basically only have like a couple days to live. Like you're 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 really sick, which he's really upset about. Like he really feels compassion. He uh, one of his lines is, "I never know what to say to people like you." Yeah, um, he's he's really troubled by this, you know, news. What what he's discovered, uh, and you could react to that kind of however you want. You can react brusquely or sympathetically. Like, yeah, it's I get it. It's fine. Yeah, um, he does offer you meds for it. He does. Which he does in gameplay terms means absolutely nothing but you know you can accept yeah it's them. just nice a nice story flavor they they have things to stave off the infection but it's no cure yeah so after this kind of encounter with ngugi you can go talk to rig in the lab by this point rig and miyazawa and usually eldridge are all in the lab together although if you're fast enough you could find one person or nobody there it's really kind of a strange thing like just standing there waiting for everybody and they kind of mosey on in and you're like hey kind of mosey in at their own pace or you can just start the dialogue and it warps everyone there which is a great touch huge improvement (laughs) over what (laughs) i was expecting was just waiting for npcs to walk everywhere which is terrible yeah but yeah they're rig and miyazawa basically show you this pangolin corpse which is covered in like pinkish veiny stuff which is like the same sort of texture that you see on the island itself and they kind of point out oh this is from this one area over by what they call the blue forest which is on the other side of the island which takes what 15 seconds to walk to really really short walk this is a really tiny island Yeah, they basically point out that this is weird. We want you to come with us to see this and we'll meet you there. I feel like that was most information I got out of the lab. I don't know. Did you? Um, yeah, they, they, it's sort of basically a setting up, like explaining what they're there to study, that there's like some sort of weird effect that's going on on this island and they want to figure out what it is. And also there's an anomaly. Let's go look at it. It's uh, sort of a, a the, like the next stepping stone narratively. Um, it also gives you a little bit of the personalities of the of the characters beyond what you've seen, uh, especially Eldridge, who immediately at this point is sort of this naysayer figure in the conversation that nobody seems to take seriously. They kind of brush him off. Like even um, in Gook, he brushes him off, which is saying yeah. something. Yeah, everyone kind of brushes him off, which, again, in a first playthrough, it's like, oh, well, this is the guy in the horror movie who knows what's up. Uh, But then as you finish the game and then come back to it and replay it, you realize, no, (laughs) he's just (laughs) he's just terrified and doesn't know what to do. 
he's terrified, doesn't know what to do. He's trying to control everything. And it's and that really like especially rubs Miyazawa the wrong way because she's the one in charge. So you kind of see that as you go along. But anyway, yeah, that's basically it. And then they're like, okay, meet us in the blue mushroom forest. They don't call it that. They call it the blue forest, I think. But Uh, but they look like mushrooms, you know, big blue mushrooms. So yeah, (laughs) alien mushroom things. So yeah, this entire island is just alien wild. It's it's really weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's just alien. (laughs) Yeah, weird growths over everything that you would think were you know, like grass or something, but you look at it and you go, that looks a little too fleshy. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, everything looks just off. Everything is alive. Yeah. And growing in weird ways, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's not like disgusting weird. It's just alien. Yeah. It's just, I, I, yeah. It's just odd. And that was a very intentional choice on the developer's part. Like he, he wanted to make this feel alien but not gross alien yeah like even though the island is alive it's made of living stuff it's not like super gross yeah not not alien with the slime that just like gacks everywhere yeah it's like everything you're looking at you could look at it and be like oh that's just an odd looking plant Mm. oh yeah and and if that helps you sleep better at night then good it's an (laughs) odd looking plant (laughs) that's a real weird looking plant right there yeah, that there, that there tongue-looking plant thing. Yeah, that just you know, it's weird. It's a weird-looking plant. That's what that is. And pink, it's a real strange color. I love the use of pink and purple. It reminds me a lot of the color out of space, uh, which came after this game. I think was a thing. Actually, let me let me check that. Uh, but I just love the fact that like pink and purple is is so, like the the color, the go-to color for like strange alienness. Yeah. Um, a la the color out of space. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's this fuchsia pink. It's beautiful. So you have these like weird little protrusions that are like bright pink uh, with little like blue blue dots on the... It's great. It's good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Just kind of adding on to that, like it makes the characters pop even more. Like Miyazawa's wearing a bright blue jacket. And mm-hmm. she just stands out immensely, along with Rig wearing a uh, white uh, lab coat. It's pretty obvious. Well, it wasn't a lab coat, but a white jacket that makes her pop out like instantly. You can see where she is because white is not a color in this palette for this um, island. And it's great. Yeah. But anyway, uh, c- moving on. With oh, this. Uh, color color out of space film was 2019. So, so this was developed before that was released. Bef- before was, that was released, but, so it's a convergent evolution. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, continuing on with the story, you go to the blue forest and. Basically, you see these two, oh, what do you call those crocodile things? Gurials. Gurials. Yeah, gurials. Basically standing in front of this red bush tree thing in the middle of the blue forest. And they're just staring at it, super happy. And basically, Rig and Miyazawa both are commenting on, like, these these are just like the pangolin. The animals are not in pain, but they seem really enthralled with this tree bush thing. 
And as they talk about it, uh, one of them finds a device that the people that are sent into the hole wear to try and mm-hmm. stave off the effects of the hole. Is it, is it called like a Viridian life, life support machine? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And this device is basically intending to like record everything that they see and that the wearer is seeing and then inject them with medication. I believe Rig comments that the medication is gone, but it wasn't used. And this was just discarded. And of course, you being uh, somebody from the hole, everybody looks at you like, what did you do? Did you drop this here? And surprisingly enough, this is one of the uh, situations where you can either not respond or say no. There's no way to say yes Mm -hmm. in this particular part of the conversation, which I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah. Just to make that absolutely clear line that you weren't here before. Yeah. So they look at it, and I don't think they get any information from it at that particular moment. They say most of the information is garbled, and it looks like this came from beneath the island, at least Mm -hmm. looking at the coordinates. This was like the one major plot hole that kind of jumped me out of it. It was like the GPS coordinates are from (laughs) way below the island. I was like, wait, GPS doesn't work like that unless you get a signal down there. GPS doesn't work like that. Yeah, like, how does that make sense? Yeah, that that was like a minor quibble, honestly, because otherwise the story is amazing. But yeah, they point that out. And then basically they, uh, Miyazawa says, we should probably investigate the emissions from the hollow tower. Uh, And basically, you don't really have a choice. You can say, fuck this shit, I'm out. Or I guess since I'm here, I can follow you. Uh, and there's a few different flavors of saying that a rig goes back to the base to kind of analyze that Viridian device a little bit further. When you go to the hollow tower, you meet Miyazawa, Eldridge and Ngugi there. Mm-hmm. And basically everybody looks at the top of the hollow tower and is like, wait, it's emitting a gas. What is this? And rig over the radio is like, oh, these are vitals. And everybody's like, holy shit. And Eldridge's first uh, response is, well, fuck this shit, I'm out. Which I thought was hilarious. And nobody else wants to go with him. (laughs) Yeah, nobody else wants to go. Everyone else kind of wants to stay. Yeah. Um, You can choose to try and follow him, but he's like, fuck you, I'm going to do this myself. And basically runs away. You have to basically beg him to follow him. Yeah. Which is kind of funny but if you stay on top of the hollow tower everybody's like these are vital signs and rig is like i know exactly what this is and miyazawa's like you don't know what this is at all and (laughs) this is um i think doesn't ngugi say something about this is changing us or does he not bring that up at this point uh i think that's in the next scene okay yeah and ngugi's like wow this is just crazy Basically, Rig just says, everybody uh, meet back at the uh, home base. And basically, Eldridge was already pieced out. He goes back to the research boat to grab the dinghy there and peace out. Um, The dinghy? The Zodiac. (laughs) Well, like, there's the big boat, which is the Zodiac, right? And then there's that little 
dinghy that I thought they... I thought the Zodiac was the little boat because Miyazawa says, Well you can take the Zodiac and leave, doesn't she? Oh, that did they actually name the dinghy? <laughs> I thought it was a type of boat. Like it's like there's a type of power like inflatable like motorized boat and it's called a zodiac. Okay, now I have to look this up cuz I'm Yes. <laughs> yes, it's it's <'Cause laughs> inflatable I... rigid inflatable boats. <laughs> inflatable and rigid. Inflatable and rigid inflatable boats. Okay, so it is a zodiac, but I just call it it's a dinghy. It's a zodiac. Yeah, you, yeah, I just thought it was funny you called it a dinghy because I was like, it has a name. Well, I mean, <laughs> it has a technical name. Yeah, it's, it's a little boat with a motor on it. It's a little dinghy. Yeah, but dinghies don't have motors. Yeah, well, I can tell how much I spend time at the ocean here <laughs> <laughs> or around boats in general. I mean, for all intents and purposes, with how it turns out, it might as well be a dinghy. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but more on that later. So, yeah, as long as you don't follow Eldritch to the Zodiac and try and peace out, you end up either ignoring the whole situation or going to the home base. And it, if you go to the home base, the the three left, Rig, Miyazawa and Ngugi, basically go over an ideal ideological how do we approach this sort of situation rig is completely convinced that what they need to do is step off of this giant protrusion next to the blue forest because we're ascending to a different uh, type of humanity miyazawa says well even if we are i want to solve this and i will go down fighting no, I will fight this every step of the way. No one's taking my humanity away from me, is basically her response. Yeah, and, and Googie is basically, holy shit, we're not entirely human anymore and we're just going to keep changing? I don't think I can handle this. And then yep. everybody's like, okay, well, we don't need you anymore. Bye, and Googie. He's like, see you guys. I'm going to go hang out in the tunnel. Yeah, he he kind of he just sort of walks out. He's like, I I can't handle this. I need to think. Uh, yeah, he just pieces yep. out. And Rig kind of has this this approach where she knew like he was just gonna walk off and never join her, and so she kind of does this like, good luck, you know, it it's fine. Like he tries to appeal to her, if I remember correctly, he tries to appeal to her to be like, wow, you're like really extreme on this whole like humanity needs to evolve thing like and she's just sort of like yeah i'm doubling down on this and he's like okay i can't follow you <laughs> yeah he's like i i'm not joining you on that and then she has this sort of sad like oh i never expected that you would sort of attitude about it yeah and miyazawa is pretty much in the same boat like i'm not yeah. gonna follow you but i'm not gonna give up either and, and googie's like yeah. well i need to think about this and I'm not going to follow yeah. either of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he leaves, and then basically Rig and Miyazawa have this sort of falling out. And this is the conversation where it's revealed that Dubovsky is the deserter, uh, and that there's a reason that she's here. And Rig thinks that reason is the whole ascension of humanity and becoming better, more more than human, more human than human. Yeah, more, yeah, more, yeah, fuck humans. Humans suck. We're going to be better. Uh, we're we're going to go somewhere else and we're going to be better. And I have this in inside line on how to get there. 
<laughs> yep, exactly. She's like, I know, I know, I know some folks. They'll get us. They'll get us where we need to go, so that you know humanity can end and stuff. Anyway, so everyone goes their separate ways. Yep. Rig goes to the protrusion off of the blue forest to uh, wait for you. If you don't go with her, she jumps into a beast that pops out of the water or something that pops out of the water. I don't really know. It, yeah, it's something. It's a vaguely mouth protrusion that pops yeah. out. You might jump into a worm. I don't know. It's it's really vague. Um, yeah. <laughs> Miyazawa. Something happens and then you end up on the moon. Yep. Um, <laughs> and Miyazawa, on the other hand, goes back to the hollow tower and waits for you there if you don't join her or say fuck off go down the hole i don't care she jumps down the hole in the hollow tower and wanders deeper into the creature which is the island effectively because she's thoroughly convinced that the answer is with the creature that is the island she's going to find out what's down there and so that's what she does Eldritch, by this point, has already pieced out. He took the Zodiac boat and just rode off into the sunset. Quite literally. If you hunt down in Googie, he's actually in one of the tunnels on the beach, uh, like a tunnel facing a beach, and he's just contemplating life. You can talk with him and kind of get his perspective on it. Like, he's just done so much he can't do anymore. It's basically the gist of the conversation i got out of it uh, there's there's no place for him in the world anymore and yeah what's the point yeah kind of the nihilistic uh attitude yeah. and if you don't follow him he just kind of walks off into the ocean which i'll have some thoughts on that later that's where the story pretty much ends and you have to decide an ending so yeah now you can go on and on the endings okay <laughs> i just i'm just really excited about the endings so uh now i have to remember in what order you talked about them but okay so um so rig so with rig's ending if you decide to go with rig and jump off of the promontory of the island and get swallowed up by some something you end up on the moon uh and your whole conversation with rig with chandler kind of touched on um, is that Rig is talking about, you know, we need to leave humanity behind. Humanity's ended. You know, we're going to leave and the earth is going to heal, but the earth doesn't need us anymore. It's not worth fighting the whole. It's not worth fighting all of this. We need to go and be something else. And um, she's very excited about this. And uh, if you follow her, jump off, you end up on the moon. And Rig's standing in front of you and she's covered in this sort of like stringy goo. The same goo that you see in the pangolin and the alligator thingies. And you see it you see it on the moon, too, uh, while you're walking around um, in the later half of the game before the choice has to be made. Um, it's got the goo is on the moon. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you look up at it. Uh-huh. When you look up at the moon, there's there's goo on it. Um, so she's covered in goo, very reminiscent of the, the goo on the pangolin and obviously the moon. And you're looking at the earth and you can see the crater and like the destruction being wrought there and uh, and everything and rig says that it's beautiful and uh, it, but why why are we here <laughs> we could have gone anywhere why did they bring us to the moon you know they care about us don't they and, and then 
you watch the earth get engulfed by this flower creature, which is sort of like the icon for the for the game itself, as the earth being swallowed by this flower-like entity. Yeah. Uh, and you just watch that happen. And that's that's Riggs ending. <laughs> yep, that's that's Riggs ending, which interestingly is like the one ending that people go through go, go to first according to the achievements on Steam, which, uh, <laughs> which is absolutely fascinating because the first time I played through, Rig was the third ending that I ended up with. Uh, Riggs was the first one I did, but I was kind of intrigued by this, like, oh, well, what does this mean? Because I know cosmic horror. This isn't going to end well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, see, my first one was uh, Miyazawa, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll touch on hers here. So so Miyazawa's ending is, uh, you go, she goes to the Hollow Tower. Uh, She's going to figure out all the answers. And um, when you talk to her... As you uh, kind of, ex- you know, you've explored and, and you find down in the depths this cavern with a, like, a flower-like thing, a growth coming out of the wall. This this alien entity, this sort of alien entity. And you can talk to Miyazawa about what her plan is. Like, what does she want to do? And she thinks that, well, this thing can probably help us. But here's what I'm really going to do, because the Union cannot fall, which, again, the Union is sort of the, the last government of, the, of humanity. It's like, what's left? She's like, we can't go back to infighting. And uh, so she kind of does an Ozymandias thing in Watchmen and is like, so we'll get this thing to help us and save the Earth. And then we'll blame it for the whole and all of the problems and humanity will be saved. Like... <laughs> Yeah. She goes into it a little in, in a little bit more detail, but that's basically it. Is is her whole thing is like, you know, humanity has to stay human. There will be no changes. We will save the earth and we will blame this alien and destroy it even if it helps us to keep everyone together. <laughs> Which is a little bit yikes. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so you walk into that into the the flower entity opens and there's sort of this portal thing in the middle. Miyazaki and you, Miyazaki, Miyazawa and you uh, walk in. <laughs> Mitsubishi and you. <laughs> Mitsubishi, uh, too many too many names. Uh, you walk in and you end up in this space that's like in inverted colors. It's like negative space uh, where you have these galaxies that are black blotches on like a white field, um, and there's sort of this like lens distortion. Uh, effect in the center of your view which put me in mind of a white hole you know and there's these sort of like pink seed like or egg like looking things flying past you and there are these strange organiforms as well like they look kind of plant like but or they're probably related to the like pink seed things um and you hear me as always say well it's impossible um and then realizing that this is the whole was just a symptom of something else. Like it, it wasn't the problem. There was something else beyond it. That was the problem. And, um, and humanity was never meant to be saved. Yeah. What, what is there to do? And the things coming out of the white hole weren't, don't know the answers either. Um, yeah. Notably the things coming out of the white hole are the same things that are above the earth at the very beginning of the game. 
yeah, in the beginning cutscene, yeah, uh, you see the same shape floating above the earth. Yeah. So like yeah. whatever is consuming the earth doesn't have the answer either. Yeah. It it goes beyond them even and what is there to do? Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, oh, and so then, you know, it kind of fades to black on that as you're watching these things just go streaming by you into the rest of the of of the universe. In Googie's ending, you know, he goes and sits on the shore and you can find him there. And he talks to you about how there's really no reason for anything. Like, he can't imagine being anything but what he is. And in fact, he can't even imagine being what he is because he's lost everything. There's no purpose yeah. uh, to his life. He, and that he just he's, can't keep fighting anymore. Yeah, he's just tired. Like, everything, it's, it's just too much. And he decides he's going to go for a walk. And you can join him. And if you do, you just walk out into the water and start walking kind of like around like the island and it's sort of like your view sort of blinks out and then it the view rises again on this cutscene of that part of the island with like the cliff and the water and there are these two flower-like forms growing out of the water where you and Ingugi had been walking and uh, as the camera kind of centers on those flower forms, the petals of the great entity that devours the earth start coming over the horizon. And it fades to black on that. And the music is oddly upbeat yeah. in that scene. I can't really explain it, but I was like, I feel like this is happy music. <laughs> it's upbeat music. And that's very, very confusing. See, I, um, I kind of t- interpret it as more as a bittersweet music. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess you could look at it as being bittersweet, but I was surprised that it was as upbeat as it was, because the music that plays for Miyazawa and Riggs endings are the same music as the opening cutscene uh, when you begin the game. Uh, it's that same music, which to me is like ominous, but also sad. Yeah. Like it's melancholic and ominous. And the music that plays for Ingugi's ending is was a little bit more upbeat than I would have expected for. Well, basically, I'm just going to go commit suicide, I guess. Yeah. Because. Uh, His ending is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. And, you know, I have some questions about those flower flower forms that, that show up. I, I have questions. Um, and then there's Eldridge's ending. So if you follow Eldridge down to the Zodiac and bother him enough. Uh, because he doesn't want to take you with. Like, he just wants to get this boat started and get out. Like, he's like, fuck this. Everything's stupid. And if you really poke at him, he will start going on a diatribe about how he doesn't even believe the hole really exists. Yeah. Like, it's not. Like, the government is covering up some other disaster. It's probably just radiation. Uh, and you can kind of call him on this and be like, well, there are scientists studying this. And he's like, yeah, but they're all on the take, you know, like they have no vested interest in telling the truth. And you're like, well, how do you know what's true? And he's like, because I read it on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you need to you need to find other news sources than, you know, traditional news sources. And it's like, and especially today, like now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was somewhat it's pressure, kind of a it? really weird moment. Yeah, that that was like the my first turn off for Eldridge. I was like, okay, 
yeah you're a conspiracy theorist you can't yeah I... you can't face reality <laughs> that's what this is yeah it's like oh man you you deserve whatever ending you're sailing towards um <laughs> and it is one hell of an ending let me tell you oh it's one hell of an ending yeah so if if even at that point you can deal with him to the point that he's like okay are we gonna leave or what and you get in the boat and so at first the cutscene is that you're in the front of the zodiac and you're just going away over the ocean and it's like, wow, cool. And then it fades out and you think, is that it? And then it comes back and it's like pitch black. There are no stars. It's not a night sky. Just uh, and then there's the light. It's blackness. And the only thing you can see is the light of the Zodiac on the front is illuminating the waves, which are this ominous dark color. And Eldridge is like, wow, we made it. Like, that's great. You know, kind of a thing. And then something looms into the lights from the front of the boat and you recognize the, the living cliffside yeah. of the island and it only is it's bigger and it's more ominous and then you it like eldridge is like oh my god and then there are like these big pink tentacle things which are like the grown-up forms of the little ones that you saw on the island and they're swinging into view through the light uh, and the music is really is, ominous. <laughs> it's so good. It is like really scary music. It's like, oh, I'm so scary. Oh, no. And that's it. Like, basically, like, it stops as like, you know, you see these things like reaching towards you from the blackness and it fades to black. And it's like, wow, <laughs> that was a very cosmic horror ending. Right. That was like a, a what a Day of the Dead dawn of the dead one of those films yeah where yeah they get off the boat and they're like we, we survived we made it across the ocean and then zombies come like piling out of the yep. forest onto the dock yep yeah yep basically that it's like you escaped nothing uh which is pretty awesome yeah uh but then there's the there are two secret endings one of which is very very secret but the other one which is i think the canon ending uh, in my opinion. And that is uh, Dubovsky's ending, which if you arrive on the island and you don't really go along with, like you can kind of go along with the story, uh, but if you don't go along with the um, the scientists, like you want to find another way, that there's another reason that Dubovsky came here. If you're paying attention at the very, very start of the game, after uh, Dubovsky finishes her recording and you look at uh, this little desk thing in the boat that she's in uh there are these odd drawings uh that if you click on them she she is like what the hell are these and why do i see them everywhere uh and that is the clue to the secret ending oh my god I so didn't even make that connection i i made the connection a little too late but <laughs> i did finally get there <laughs> i didn't even get there and i saw this ending <laughs> <laughs> I got there a little late, but I got there. So she wonders what those are. So if you wander around the island, you find shapes that match her drawings and you can speak to them and they speak back to you. Uh, but they're aliens. Some of their speech is garbled. They refer to themselves as the ones who came before. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah. Exactly. But they want to help. That they, they're like, you came here with a question. You came here for a reason. Find us and we will help you. 
And so begins the Easter egg hunt of looking for the aliens uh, that look like the drawings. And if you're a little bit slow like I was, you have no idea what you're looking for. Uh, if you're quicker and, and, and realize that those forms are what you're looking for, you kind of look around the island and you find them. And each time you find one, they don't necessarily give you any more information, but they do warn you that following their path is unsatisfying that <laughs> there will be no answers. If you're interested in answers, stay with the scientists. But if you decide to accept their gift, you will be able to solve the problem of the whole. But you won't be able to communicate with the scientists anymore. You will, for all intents and purposes, no longer be human. Which didn't really sink in the first time I played it. So like the second time I did this ending, I was like, well, what if I try and talk to the people after doing the second alien thing? And after once they say you can no longer speak with the scientists anymore, they, the game is serious. Like, you can't talk to them yep. anymore. You can't. Uh, all your speech comes out garbled. It shows you the same garbled image that shows when the alien speech is garbled. And uh, so, yeah, so when you finally, the last alien form is the tree thing that the Garials are so excited and happy to be around. Uh, and that, that time, the ones that came before give you the gift to solve the problem of the whole. And they tell you to leave the island, get in your boat and leave the island and you'll know what to do. And um, yeah, you get in the boat. And it goes into a cutscene of taking the boat across the ocean and in the sky ahead of you <laughs> is a white hole with an accretion disk. <laughs> yeah. It's basically a picture of a black hole, but negative. Uh, so the inside is white and the accretion disk is black. Uh, and Dubovsky is speeding towards it. And that's it. And she says, I know what to do now. And that's I know what to do. And that's it. And that's the end. The game, or the, 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 not really video, but the game cuts. Well, the, yeah, the, vi the visuals start to go negative themselves and then it cuts. Yeah. The visual cuts immediately after you cross a line, which looks like you're going into a hole. Yeah. So by the, yep. by the inference, Dubowski went back to the hole. <laughs> went back to the hole. And allegedly maybe solved the problem and saved humanity by becoming not human herself. Um, yeah. And that, to me, felt like uh, it also had some fairly upbeat music, uh, kind of bittersweet. But that one felt to me like it was the canon ending, uh, that that was the... That what that fits with Dubovsky's story that she was compelled to go to this island for some reason. She left the hole originally because what they were doing wasn't working. There had to be another way. Yeah, and she found another way. Yeah, they, at what cost? Who knows? Yeah, they, they don't. The developer really doesn't give an answer one way or another on that one, and I think that is absolutely yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, and uh, and then there's the secret secret ending. Oh my god. Which I'm not going to spoil, except to say, I loved the secret, secret ending. Oh my god, the secret, secret ending was uh, I loved a pain it. in the ass to find, though. I loved it. I loved t visiting the most holy of holies, the most sacred, yeah. wise and knowledgeable entity. Uh, 
it was great. Um, but to get the secret, secret ending, I think Chandler, you mentioned that there are um, the sacred pictures of Denis the rabbit. Yeah. That you, that you, that you find, and hopefully we're pronouncing the rabbit's name correctly. In which case, if I'm not, uh, sorry, I guess I'll be stricken down by the most holy of holies. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's another Easter egg hunt, which is surprisingly clever for like mm-hmm. one mechanic to leave in this game because obviously that hit my Easter egg hunt. I must find. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have nine hours in this game instead of three, but <laughs> yeah, it's a very, yeah, I profited directly from your pain. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very interesting ending and I really want to spoil it, but we're not going to, apparently. Nope. Oh. Nope, we're not going to spoil that one. No, it's... it's... No, we gotta we gotta leave a little bit of mystery, Okay, man. fine. Yeah, just hunt for <laughs> the sacred images of Denis. You'll stumble upon one, I can almost guarantee it, if you're doing the path. And, uh-huh. yeah, very funny ending. First time I saw it, I burst out in laughter, because of the absurdity of it but so good (laughs) so funny and it was actually the perfect capstone for this game for me yeah because agreed the way it ends is hilarious and it kind of hints at the idea that this is a game go enjoy life (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i can't say more than that without spoiling it but it is so funny it's great i get like it didn't make me angry that I spent six hours in what kind of became a comfortable island somehow. Yeah, because you become so familiar with it, it's like oh yeah, I I know that tentacle, I know that vine. Oh, I know that thing. Here's the weird alien thing, and here's the big white tongue, and here's the like orange thing. <laughs> <laughs> orange thing, the the coral alien. It's my my oh, buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like the sacred images of Demi ending is just a good capstone to it. Cause like, as soon as I got done laughing about it and realizing that this was like a silent Hill doge ending in some way, shape or form, it just kind of hit me that, yeah, I just finished the game finding everything in the game and I kind of didn't want it to stop, which was really shocking to me. Because yeah. this is a, a walking simulator with pixelated PS1 era graphics, basically. And here I was, like, wanting to spend more time in this world. Because it's, yes, it is a horrifying, beyond world-ending sort of thing. But I spent nine hours on this island, and it became kind of comfy. Which you wouldn't expect from a game this small. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Very, very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. And I I really yeah. enjoyed the last ending kind of being the capstone to it. And if yeah. you do play this, do find those sacred images and finish this game to 100%. It is hilarious and worth your time. Yep. <laughs> and a uh, big shout out to uh, the developer for basically giving the last two hints I needed to finish this game. You're awesome. <gasps> You are awesome. Huge props Thank to that. you. You're awesome for uh, dealing with my somewhat inane questions <laughs> right before <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
and you made one hell of a game. You did. I'm not even into it's Cosmic awesome. Horror, and this got its hooks into me. Yeah, I picked this at random, like, looking for something to play out of the uh, racial justice bundle on Itch, and uh, I played through the first time, like, to the f- to the first ending that I chose, which happened to be Riggs' ending, and I turn around and I get on Discord and I'm like, Chandler, we need to talk about this game, Chandler. <laughs> Chandler, it's cosmic horror and it's really good. First time starting it up, I was like, uh, wait, wow, this is PS1 wow this is ps1 and it's it's not wrong it is very ps1 but it's also terrifying without being a jump scare game yeah it's it's all about that ambiance and that atmosphere and it has been absolutely nailed in this game like level design mm, just so perfect it's environmental storytelling in probably some of the best ways i've seen outside of like a triple a fallout style game yeah but you're saying something interestingly enough the music in this game was actually um, made before the game itself by a composer named connor ort lenning and the reason why this music is in it instead of music composed by eric the developer is because of a previous interaction they had doing other game designs and it just ended up being the perfect music for this game and i 100 percent agree like agreed it is great it's so good and i would not have guessed that the music wasn't made specifically for this game it just fits so well yeah like perfectly i guess one of the mechanics that we didn't touch upon was like the world going on without you which is kind of the yeah. one of the points of being the player not being the center of the story. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring this up is because the music will just sometimes hit like a fucking Mack truck while you're just wandering around the island or doing something. And it will literally put you on edge because it's just that perfect <laughs> stinger that you're like, wait, wait, something's happening. And you know something's <laughs> happening, but you don't know what it is. And it is always disorienting and always terrifying. Yeah, you're just like, wait, why? what's happening with the story? Why is it making music like that? And even the person who played through the game way too much, I was always caught off guard when the stingers hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that time we were, we were playing together when we were looking for the sacred images and that music started playing and you're like what the hell is happening what's going on i was like i think the story is moved on without you yeah that was totally disorienting <laughs> yeah but it just came out of nowhere just this really dramatic intense music and it was like Ugh. yeah i thought i hit something but no no that was hey you know that story you forgot well it's moving on without you the train is leaving yeah, the, the station ca- <laughs> woo, woo! the the characters are doing things do you care no all right well (laughs) moving on your loss yeah the museum uh tour is going on without you and you're just going to be standing here staring at this painting (laughs) yep yep i believe were we jumping on the uh the mushrooms in the blue forest yeah was that what we were doing when that happened (laughs) yeah and it was terrifying it was like really dramatic like jumping onto the (laughs) <laughs> the mushrooms like what is happening i i guess that was one of the weird things of this game since it does have trinket collection in the game itself mm-hmm. there is this possibility mm-hmm. of like sprinting and jumping 
a huge thank you to the developer for putting in sprinting. Oh my goodness. This game would have been so much worse if I couldn't have had the option of sprinting. At least for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I would I would have died if there were no sprinting option. Because the island's just a hair too big to walk everywhere. Yeah. Those inclusions of those bear mechanics just made it a lot more I don't want to say interesting, but engaging. Because yeah. it gave you still the like a shadow of being Lara Croft or Tomb Raiding or something. Yeah. Like you don't do anything but wander around and look at stuff, but it was still that same discovery. Mm-hmm. Except without the water drowning sound effects. Thankfully. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this has been like a huge hugely interesting game. I never thought that just walking and talking with these characters or arguing with them or ignoring them completely would be so engaging, but it really hit something. And I don't know what it is personally, but it really hit home for me in a real way. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. I I, I mean, I, I could try to like nail down what was really so compelling about it, but I don't know that I could. It just, it just it just did the thing. It's magic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and it, yeah, I, I don't know. And like, and just the way that the story comes together um, is really, really fascinating. Too. It just all just fits so well. Everything. The story to the setting to the, you know, the pacing to, yeah. yeah. I, it's great. I loved it. Um, just a perfect. It's a great game. If you haven't played it and you're still listening. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> the barrier to entry on this is so low. Just go play it. Yeah. Like, it's just that good also one thing we didn't mention is in when you talk to people uh it's not voiced it's just text that appears in a little box but each person has a different typing sound when they're when their text appears yeah like pop 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 uh and everybody's it has it's completely different which gives a great feeling of like the character personalities even without voices that was brilliant yeah. So I 100% approve of that. Uh, that was a really nice polish detail yeah, that, uh, to the whole thing. That actually really helped with immersion as well. Because like, yeah, even that when you speak with the aliens, the, uh, didn't yep. they have unique ones too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they do. It's just yep. madness. That that's an attention to detail. What this game <laughs> is like. Yeah. When he first did this game. Like the entire layout of the island and all of that was figured out within like the first few months of designing it. Like you can go back into the Twitter history and kind of see what the original island looked like. And even like way back in like 2018, it pretty much looked like it does now. But everything that was done since then really was what made this game pop because the island is alien and kind of intimidating, but it's not really the story which is kind of yeah surprising it's it's the backdrop to the story and Mm -hmm. it ended up being so engaging because of just this weird unknown of the island so good so good did we miss anything else that we wanted to touch on i i don't 
thinks so. Like I, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. I, I mean, at this point, we've definitely talked longer than one run through of this game. I can guarantee. Oh that God, much. yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I did want to mention, like, there's always the uh, option of leaving it in the boat, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were doing the search for the images, basically we went across the entire island and told everybody to fuck off that we don't want them here anymore. So everybody fucked off except for Ngugi, who was just standing in the water, not responding to anything, just staring at us like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things that made me laugh. Yeah. It's just like trying to call him on the radio. There's no response, but you're standing right next to him. And, yeah, and just you're stared. standing right next to him in the water. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those, like, we were we were thinking, like, oh, well, that's interesting choice. I mean, you could have just had his model despawn, but instead it's he's just standing there. <laughs> Though, speaking of, like, odd occurrences, I had an odd bug happen that was actually just kind of funny. So I went intending to get uh, Miyazawa's ending for the achievement, because I wanted to see what the achievements were all named since I'd played it through on itch and then I got it on steam and was playing it on steam. So I went to where she's standing because then you talk to her and then she jumps into the hole. And when I talked to her, instead of jumping into the hole, she turned around and walked out of the hollow tower. (laughs) And I went, Oh, well that's weird. I haven't seen that before. So I went on this like crazy, like 15 minute, tour of the island following Miyazawa (laughs) as she like walked like everywhere like she just walked around the island I have no idea what her pathing was doing apparently she and I just followed her because I was thinking well is she going to like was there just like a weird thing that happened and she's going to go back in the hollow tower and drop down like is she following her path underground thinking that she's underground except it didn't look like that was the case and then finally she got stuck because she walked up to the water like there's this little bit of beach um and it has like a little narrow place that then like you know there's like an invisible wall or something like you can't get down into the water from there and um she came up to that point and was just like locked like she was trying to move forward but she couldn't go anywhere oh boy (laughs) And it was really wild. And I stood there for a while to say, I'm like, okay, well, is she going to turn around? Like, what is happening right now? And I think it just bugged out completely. So I did a different ending instead. <laughs> uh, but it was a really weird. Like, I wasn't able to replicate it because I thought maybe I'd done something. But it was just this odd moment where it was just Miyazawa just wanted to go on a tour. She wouldn't talk to you. You know, she was just like giving her dialogue of, you know, I'll go out like I'd rather die than not be human. I'll go out fighting kind of whatever that dialogue is like every time you talk to her but she just keeps marching around the island and it's like um dr miyazawa she got sea madness (laughs) yeah she was just like it was really strange it was one of those like weird emergent gameplay things where it's like oh my god is is the simulation breaking like what's happening (laughs) yeah like even when the game kind of messes up it's it's in the right genre to work it (laughs) Yeah, it feels like 
even like even when things kind of mess up it feels like there's a purpose to it like it doesn't like I, it's just like I, like you said it's like the genre matches up or something like the ambiance but it feels like it's happening for a reason <laughs> like Miyazawa didn't want to go in the hole I don't know why but she didn't she just wanted to walk around the island we spent 15 minutes doing this and now she's just staring <laughs> into the ocean saying how she's gonna fight exactly she's just like I'm gonna fight it I'm gonna fight it as she stares off to the horizon <laughs> uh, yeah that sounds like another cosmic horror ending <laughs> yeah. it does it was it was a little bit unsettling just because i was like well okay uh i guess i'll go do a different ending i'm just gonna <laughs> i guess I, I guess i'm just gonna go hang out with rick Maybe. Yeah, it's like I guess I'm gonna go do that ending instead. I think I think Rig's ending was the one that I went and did instead. <laughs> I was just like, "All right, Rig, we're jumping off this thing." Let's, Woo! Let's do this. Yeah, the, the one thing that um, was kind of disappointing about the endings was like the world doesn't revolve around the player, but I think one way to kind of drive that home would have been to like if you just play in the world for too long the petals just envelop the world yeah yeah like you got a well you everything's fucked now like you get to watch the world get eaten from ground zero yeah like ending. the fuck around and find out <laughs> ending yeah yeah the fuck around and find out ending yeah. yeah i actually expected that to be an ending and then it turned out not to be an ending yeah um, that, that was the only real disappointment of the game yeah. i'm not a huge fan of ngugi but that's just because i kept radioing him and he wasn't responding so <laughs> yeah that's more that's more between me and ngugi <laughs> y- yes yes it's it's between you and him uh doesn't want to answer my radio calls doesn't want to talk nope. to me nope <laughs> but i mean you called him names how could you do that <laughs> well i didn't say or good luck doctor when he walked off i just said yeah. stayed silent now you're giving me the silent treatment i see how it yep, is yep that's yeah that's how it is yeah, no. silent treatment time no it's like even this even the bugs in this game are so so fitting yeah. of the theme that you can't really like yeah. call them game breaking Nah, yeah, they're not game breaking. I mean, we're not talking like Bethesda level bugs. You, you say that, but I mean, Miyazawa wandering around like that could be considered like a Bethesda level bug. But I mean, it didn't actually break the game necessarily. It was just a weird moment of, you know, program sentience or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Stars Die? Um, I think I've basically covered everything, but uh, a thank you, Eric, for a really great game. It was an amazing experience. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, and for that, as, as I said in the um, year in review, this was one of the huge surprises for me of 2020. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this gem of a game. Where can people find you if they wanted to follow you, Devin? <laughs> oh. You mean, where can they find me on the internet? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and twitch.tv. And uh, my handle is at Lady Marowith, which I think it it's down in the notes. Yes. Good. C- go click that. Don't make me spell it. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for spelling, go to the show notes. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for spelling, go there, uh, please. Um, so yeah, give me a follow if you like. Twitch streams are on a little bit of hiatus again because my internet is 
awful, but there are plans for more streams, including some highly recommended games from people and some of my favorite games. So Ooh, exciting. Yeah. yeah and uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter as at uh, JC Suron. I basically do bad programming jokes and really stupid memes. But if you want to talk about any of the games we've done or you have a game that you think we should play, absolutely reach out and let us know about it. Yes. Well, this has been The Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And we will talk to you later. Bye.